What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the living room, or TLR for short. I am so pumped that you are here. We are so pumped that you are here. If you have no idea what you stumbled upon or you forgot since last time, TLR is a podcast and a community where we talk about life and faith and honestly whatever else comes up. We created this community for anyone who wants to join in on these conversations. If you want to get more connected with us, finding us on Instagram is the best way. We'd love for you to join us, meet new people, and get connected with all the different things we have going on around here. Don't worry, we linked all that in our description. Well, that's enough for me for now, but wherever you are in your life journey, we hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspires you to continue this conversation and to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. Merry Christmas, TLR. We're so close. We're so close. This is so exciting. We uh we are four days away when this comes out from mm-hmm. Christmas. I'm um, so exciting. I'm, Guys, I love Christmas so much. It is. It is so exciting. Uh, we are so pumped to be here. If this is your first time joining us, welcome, welcome, welcome. Merry Christmas to you. We love that you are here. Uh, before I go any further, I'm, I'm your host, Nate. You already heard from me. But today in our living room, we got Sarah. We got Emma. Um... We're so excited that you are here. We are wrapping up. Well, we're in the middle of, I guess, mm-hmm. um, talking about Christmas. And so it's really exciting. We've been, uh, I'll get to that in a second. Because I'm a host, <laughs> I, I do have a special uh, just piece of business I need to get to first. Oh, no. That, oh, uh, that uh, the day this comes out is my brother's birthday. Oh. So, so happy birthday, little B. Um, little B. And you know what the B stands for? Brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> or does it? Anyway, moving on. Happy birthday, Uncle little B. B. Um, uh, no, like I said, we've been talking about Christmas and the context that we've been talking about Christmas in. Catch you up in case you're this is your first time or you forgot. Um, we've been talking about that when the story of Jesus was first introduced to the world, it was introduced as Emma. What was it? Good news. Good news. Yep. And and I and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Is that this? This isn't a trick question, Sarah. Good news is good news. <laughs> yep, oh. yep, good news is good and ready. Bad news is terrible. Uh, yep, bad. Okay, <laughs> not not good. Um, and so what's so interesting to me is that when the story of Jesus was first announced, like "Hello, world." Okay, you you heard this last week if you joined us. Like it was announced, "Hello, world." We have some good news. Okay, but today. We're not blind. We're not stupid. We know a lot of people look at the story of Jesus and they do not say it's good news. They either say it's irrelevant. True. Okay, it's not even news at all. Or some people do feel like that it's bad news. And we've been looking at that um, because whether you believe it or not, whether you think it's true or not, it's almost a different conversation. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like They're kind of connected, but it is a different conversation because yeah. is it even good? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm always fascinated by how often people feel like it's not even good. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. What we've been talking about, we started with Mary, why good news. We talked about shepherds last week with Tyler and Molly. But what I wanted us to look at today before we uh, before we actually hit Christmas is that all these things point to, so Mary, the shepherds, a bunch of other things, they all point to the good news, mm-hmm. which is Jesus, okay, because that was the thing. But... But it wasn't just a random baby, okay? Mm-hmm. It was everything that came after. 
And and I don't want to assume that we all know everything that happened, and we're not going to be able to hit everything today. In fact, <laughs> uh, it's it's funny. Uh, I believe it was John who is one of the people that gave us one of the accounts of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He he says that like libraries could be full of mm-hmm. what Jesus did, which is true for for anybody. If you wrote down every single thing I did, I mean, it's a lot. A lot of it's boring stuff, not as cool <laughs> as Jesus is. But <laughs> thing is, there's so many things we could talk about with Jesus. But I wanted to start off. Or, or, you know, as, we, as we're talking about Jesus, start with a, like, very broad overview of why we point to the birth of this baby and really everything that happens after mm-hmm. as why we think Jesus actually is the good news. Because Mary and the shepherds point to it, but Jesus is the <laughs> actual good mm-hmm. news. Sarah, why is Jesus some good news? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's so much to unpack there. But I just think being able to look at the life of Jesus and to read stories of people who spent their life with Jesus, who walked around with him, who saw him live. And I think getting to read those accounts and those stories, there's so many, there's so many good stories to talk about. But I think just like starting off general broad stroke, just seeing the way that Jesus loved people and the way Mm -hmm. that Jesus Mm -hmm. interacted with people and how he cared for the people around him, how he cared for the people no one else cared about, how he was just, really intentional with the people that he talked to and how he spent his time. And I think just getting to look at that and read about those stories and read about the people he interacted with, I think all of those are good news stories. And <laughs> I, oh gosh, <laughs> it's so good. What makes, uh, Emma, you can answer this one. What makes, so, so Sarah touched on that, like the way Jesus loved people, right? Why is the way Jesus loved people like unique or good news? Well, I think even today, but everything Jesus did was just so countercultural. Like he just flipped everything on its head and just like he, he just he loved the people. So he loves everyone, but the people society put down, he elevated and loved them really well. He like all the people that were respected, he like humbled a little bit and just was like, you don't deserve all of that. But like everything he did was just to value people and to love them so well, but it just looked so different than what the culture they were in mm-hmm. and still the culture mm-hmm. we're in today. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And just, he, it just blows my mind. Like you read all these stories of like just the littlest things that he did that like, Mm -hmm. if you like continue to read, it's just like the littlest things just shows how intentional he was about loving. And like you could like broad stroke it and they're like, he loved the sick really well. But like when you read these individual Mm -hmm. stories, like he knew little things that allowed Mm. these individual people to feel so valued. Like the woman mm-hmm. at the well. Oh my gosh. That's well, story. I was, so, we should so, talk about that. We should talk about story, that. So, so I was going to ask each of us to unpack. And I know it's going to be hard, but unpack one story of oh, an example where we see this. <laughs> okay. And so you can do the woman at the well. I'll, I'll start and give you guys some time to think about it. Um, and so for me, uh, again, so many leads. This is why you should read read your Bible, uh, blow the dust off of it, open it up, and yeah. read it because these stories are fascinating. And when good you start news. down, track, um, and they are good news. For me, one of my go to ones is that I I love um, the story of Matthew, or uh, uh, the other name he went by was Levi, and 
in this story, Matthew was a tax collector. And the important thing, if you don't know this, the important thing about to know about tax collectors is we don't like tax collectors today. <laughs> we're not fans of the IRS uh, in the U.S., <laughs> but people really were not fans of tax collectors mm-hmm. back then. And here's why. Not only... Th- we're going to start at the, the least reason they hated them, which was that they scammed them out of money. <laughs> okay. And so they were thieves. And the way tax collection would work back then is the Roman government at the time was in control. And they said, listen, here's how much taxes we want. And that and the tax collector was responsible for getting that money to the Roman government. But the tax collector had the right to take whatever they wanted. And so if the Roman government said, hey, we want $2 from everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. The tax collector had the right to say, hey, you owe $3. Okay, and they would give two dollars to the Roman government, and they'd pocket a dollar, and so they literally could set the bar at whatever mm-hmm. they wanted to and profit from it. Okay, and in fact, people wanted to be tax collectors. I mean, not everybody, but uh, the people that that thought this way, they would make bids to mm-hmm. become tax collectors because <laughs> it was a guaranteed way to be rich because you had the weight of the Roman government and you could set taxes at whatever you want. And as long as Rome got their cut, they didn't care. Okay. Mm-hmm. That sounds really scummy. That's not even the worst reason, okay? The second big reason people didn't like tax collectors is that Rome, if you know anything about Roman history, they were not nice people when they would come and take over a country, right? And while they even occupied the country, the Roman um, government, the Roman soldiers could just do whatever they wanted to. They, you know, they wanted your wife, they take her, okay? Maybe give her back, maybe not, okay? (laughs) They wanted to kill your kids, they kill your kids, okay? And that was that. And so what Rome did, though, that the people that collected taxes weren't outsiders. They were your neighbors. Mm -hmm. Okay? And so here's the thing. Your neighbors are not only scamming you out of money, Mm -hmm. but they also are supporting the very government that potentially killed somebody in your family, Mm -hmm. hurt you, took your job, okay, ruined your life. And your neighbor is supporting that system and screwing you over in the process. (laughs) Okay? And if you think think about it, you can visualize somebody like that, you'd be like, F that guy. Okay? Yeah. right? (laughs) That's who we're talking about, okay? <laughs> hey. like, like that, the visceral, for me, the visceral hatred yeah. I'd have for somebody like that, <laughs> this is who we're talking about. And Jesus shows up, walks up to Matthew, who is one of these tax collectors, and says, offers, and says, invites him to follow him. Mm-hmm. And then when Matthew's like, where are we going? Jesus is like, we're going to go to your house, and we're going to have a party with your friends, which happened to be other tax collectors, because it's the only type of person that would hang out. Mm-hmm. With, with another tax collector. With another tax collector is <laughs> people who are doing the same <laughs> scummy thing. Okay? Yep. And Jesus was there and ate dinner with him, which, again, in our culture, there's still this acceptance. Like, if I invite you over to my home, there's some level of me accepting you. Okay? is again, that on steroids back then, that, like, eating a dinner with somebody was so special mm-hmm. in this, like, special moment, and Jesus chose to do that. In fact, it I, I'm going to stop and pass it off to Emma, but... Jesus, like, it was such a big deal. The religious leaders write, Jesus, what the heck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And Jesus said, I've come for everybody. Okay. He said, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. Like, he, he says, I, it's just this example of Jesus loving somebody that even as I describe him, I'm like, F that person. But Jesus didn't view him that way. Jesus chose to love everybody, even the person that you or I mm-hmm. would have a hard time loving, that we'd even hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus chose to love that person. Completely countercultural. Yeah. That's all that's second to Emma's actually gonna hit my favorite story. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry I took it. Um so one of my favorite stories is Jesus and the woman at the well. Um so just a little like I don't wanna I wish I could just sit here and talk about the whole story. But basically 
Jesus leaves his disciples for a little bit. He, like, told them to go find food or something. And he goes to this well in the middle of the day as they're traveling from city from a, one city to another. And um, there's this woman who kind of ends up at the well um, as well. <laughs> and it's midday. And if there's anything you know about this culture is that it was so hot that they would always collect water in the morning. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I got excited there. In the morning or at night to avoid the heat. So Jesus is sitting there at midday where it's super hot and this woman comes up. Um, and what we find out about this woman is that she did this to avoid the other women because she was just so, like, just the community and the town she was coming from just shunned her. And um, she even at that point believed that she was not valued or, like, worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus just, like, asked her to give her a drink of water. And she just, like, there's this whole other thing of, like, even just the culture, like she knew kind of like where he was from. And so like, mm-hmm. even within, before she even knew it was Jesus, there was just this conflict of like, why would you ask me? Like you are presumed to be better than me. And so Jesus just like does his thing and just finds ways to value her and show her who he truly is. And so he does that by telling her little parts of her life that only she would know or like that he would never know. Um, and he talks about like, giving her this living water and how it's just going to be like, yes, we're at this well and you're exhausted and you're here because no one cares about you or that you had to avoid the time of day, but here I am and I can give you a life that is so much more beautiful than what you're living. My favorite part. Oh, my phone locked. Give me a second. Where'd it go? Oh. And so she basically is like, who are you? Like, what is this whole thing? Like, what's going on after they had this conversation? And the one thing that he says is, like, I am the Messiah. I am, like, this woman that you have been told to believe in, and I am truly here. And he says, um, so this is the one you must worship in spirit and truth, again, which is so countercultural than what they believed. Mm-hmm. But then my favorite thing is her reaction is she – goes off so as the disciples it just happens that as the disciples are coming back she's running off because she truly believes that this is jesus and like he is who he says he is like all this amazing stuff and she just gets so excited (laughs) runs into town and starts to tell everyone but then again like if you look at the story why would the town believe her she's shunned and no one like cares about her Mm -hmm. loves her but they like just the change in her dem- like people still come so like mm-hmm. she tells this great news <laughs> that's ironic I did not even need to do that <laughs> tells it who Jesus is and who she believes he is to be in the Messiah and all this stuff and it says that people came and left the town and came to the well to meet him mm-hmm. and like again the fact that people would believe her just points to the fact that it's yeah. the good news is true but also like this woman <laughs> is again mm-hmm. like the like the bottom of the barrel like yeah the, like if you're talking about looking at the society this woman was nothing to them yeah. like she was just it was the way they looked at her was horrible and jesus sat there gave her value told her that she was loved yeah. and that like there was so much more to her life than what she was living right now yeah and the way she reacted was yeah. amazing way you would react yeah. if yeah. it was good news and right. she truly believed it and then the town believed her because they like Again, yeah. why would this woman who does all this stuff and like look yeah. down upon mm-hmm. if that's her reaction? Like, Maybe I would at least go check it out. Yeah, hundred percent. No, it literally oh, says. So in, good. I think it's in the John book of 4. John that says like many in Samaria, which is yeah. the town she was from, came to believe in Jesus because of this woman's story. Yeah. Like that is 
mind blowing mm-hmm. to me that like, I mean, going back to what we were talking about with the story of Mary and how like God chose to use Mary as part of the story. Like the very first person Jesus told that he was the Messiah was to a woman, mm-hmm. which like mm-hmm. what Emma was saying, so countercultural to everything that society it believed wasn't just at that a woman. time. It was a it was, not respected woman. Right. It was a <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. Which so good. Which and we we could camp out on this forever, but I'll say this and move on. <laughs> but that like Jesus knew things about her life. Okay. He, he like he says it. You think he couldn't have chose somebody else? Yeah. Somebody more respected? Right. Which means he intentionally did this. And and I think he did it to make the point mm-hmm. that, that like it doesn't matter what society says about you. Yeah. I value you. Mm-hmm. Huge. Yeah. Sarah, what about you? Oh, there's so many stories. And I just think, like, I think every story shows how Jesus kind of flips the switch. But I think one of the stories I was just thinking about that, not necessarily, like, how Jesus interacted with, like, a specific person, but just the way, like, talking about the way that Jesus loved. So not only did he, like, flip all these standards and go to people that no one else was going to. But I think like Jesus had this power. He had this following, but he still didn't use that in the way that people like that. Most people that had power and a following would use at that time. And I think one of my favorite stories of that is found in John and it's in the book of John. And it's when Jesus is having dinner with his disciples and before they sit down to eat, he gets down and he washes their feet. Mm -hmm. And I think like, First of all, like, I don't think we know how gross that is <laughs> because, like, we Very wear nasty. shoes and we have, like, paved roads and we drive places. Animals aren't shit and everything. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. Like, like you don't have just, just crap all like, over. The, yes. You have the dodge and all that. Yeah. But, like, if you put yourself in, in their shoes. <laughs> Ooh, I see what you did there. Um, it. But, no, but really they didn't really wear shoes or they wore sandals and the roads were so dirty. Mm -hmm. And so their feet were gross. Like, (laughs) like just picture these feet for a moment. I'm good. And so they're, (laughs) or don't, I don't know, but just, they had all sat down and they were getting ready to eat dinner and Jesus walked around and knelt before each one of them and washed their feet. And normally this was a job like reserved for a servant, Mm -hmm. but Jesus purposely put himself in that position of being the servant and of serving. And I think the significance that that has on us today and just even looking at that story, like his disciples were like, why are you washing our feet? Like you shouldn't be washing our feet. Like that's gross. Like, But he still knelt down and still took the time to wash each one of their feet. And I think, and he even explains it afterwards. And he says like, I didn't come to like be served, but to serve. Mm-hmm. And I think just that whole, like, Anyone that had power or any king or just anybody at that time that had influence and power used it for themselves and they used it to have other people serve them or to have other people wait on them or to wash their feet. But Jesus takes the power that he has and takes the influence and just this, like, he just took what he had and used it to serve other people. And I think that that idea of the way that Jesus loved and seeing how countercultural that was is just one of the many like examples of how Jesus's love is good news. Mm-hmm. So here's something interesting for us to unpack is that in that, okay, so I love these examples, okay? One of the things that I find fascinating, and this is very convicting for me because this speaks right to me and I think to 
each of us and to you listening is that in all these stories, like we see very much what you just said, that Jesus is leveraging and using, which if this is true, he's God and he's leveraging that authority, that power for the benefit of other people, Mm -hmm. which if you're the woman at the well, if you're Matthew, okay, who, you know, he, he knows he's doing something wrong and scummy and he has the guilty conscience with that. And so if you're one of these people that Jesus is adding value to, you'd see why the woman at the well reacted the way she did. Okay. (laughs) It's awesome. Yeah. But there are times where people did respond. Like we keep talking about how Jesus is good news. And I do believe that Mm -hmm. one of the reasons I think people responded both back then and now to Jesus not being good news is it goes in direct conflict Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. the way we value power and money Mm -hmm. and our influence. Because what you just said is not just true about Kings. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's true about you. It is (laughs) true about you and it's true about me. And it's Mm -hmm. true for you listening that, that we have this view of money, power, influence, Mm -hmm. whatever that I use it to benefit me, Mm -hmm. not other people. And Jesus said, that that obviously obviously that's not best for other people Mm -hmm. but ultimately while we think it's best for us it actually isn't Mm -hmm. what's best for us is is serving other people is being outward focused is caring for other people and it's not just for the benefit of the world it is best for your benefit as well to actually Mm -hmm. love and serve Mm -hmm. like that but it goes in conflict with what our society says what our culture says Mm -hmm. and so there does come a point and it actually happened in Jesus ministry towards the end towards the end of his life. A bunch of people walked away cause he challenged them towards mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the thing is that it's not good news if you want right. to be selfish. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not no, good news. True. If you want to use power for yourself, mm-hmm. it's not good news. If you want to use money for your benefit. Yep. Yeah. Right? It's not good news then. Yeah. And that's like also why, a lot of people didn't like Jesus when he was <laughs> teaching and when he was yeah, he challenged alive because that. they were like, oh, like, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm not going to listen to you because it made them uncomfortable. And they were like, mm-hmm. there's this one story where someone asks him, like, what do I have to do to, like, have eternal life? And he says, you have to sell everything you have <laughs> and give to the poor. And he and the guy just, just like walks away. He's like, yeah, yeah I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like and it made people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, he straight up says like, and now that you guys need to all go, go start selling. Right. <laughs> but he said it to, to challenge to the yeah. point that this guy was putting his value. Mm-hmm. Cause this is what it all comes down to is misplaced value. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this man was putting his value on his possessions and Jesus to everybody, to the woman at the well and to the rich person. That's not where your value mm-hmm. comes from. Mm-hmm. Your value comes from what I have to say about you. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. That's that. There is something in us that, like, I mean, Jesus straight up says it. It's easier for somebody who doesn't have much to receive that because they don't have much, mm-hmm. okay? But the person that has a lot, i.e. you, <laughs> okay? If, if you live in America, you have above average, yep. mm-hmm. okay? I know it doesn't feel that way, but we do. Mm-hmm. It it can, at times, not feel like good news because Jesus does point to, to a better way of living mm-hmm. that comes in conflict with what our culture says. Mm-hmm. To further illustrate this and and just move move the story along, Jesus, after he washes the disciples' feet, which we didn't plan that, but good story. Great story. (laughs) Right after he washes the disciples' feet, and there's like three years of him doing things publicly, he says to them, and this is the final time he talks to the people before his disciples, his like uh, inner group of people before getting killed. Yeah, his (laughs) homies, and he says to them, "You've seen everything that I've done." You've been around. You've seen it all. I won't be with you forever. 
But what you need to do is you need to love other people, not just any way you want to, but you need to love them as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And and then he continues on pack that for them. He prays for them, but he keeps affirming and saying that what you're supposed to do is to take what you've seen me do, take the preaching or the teachings you've heard me and stuff that you guys still don't fully understand. And honestly, today we still wrestle with, mm-hmm. but take all that. And then if you have seen how I've modeled loving people, you need to go love people mm-hmm. like that. Here's the problem. He then dies <laughs> the next day. Okay. Oops. All right. <laughs> and here's the thing is that he said also in this one, he said that he would love or that we need to love. He said that he'd be with us. Right. Okay. But then he dies. Okay. And, and like he said, he'd be with those people and then he dies. Okay. You, you can't do this when he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Because he made so much of about you. Even when he said, you guys need to go love like I love you. And like mm-hmm. I've loved you, okay. Mm-hmm. But it was like a current, ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. But then he's dead. You can't do it anymore. You're like, uh, Jesus, uh, hello. And here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> to to contrast it to every other religion and it, every other movement, mm-hmm. okay. I'll do a religious one and a non-religious one. But when Muhammad died, okay, the founder of Islam, when he died, the movement didn't stop, okay. Everybody said, hey, Muhammad taught us these things. We need to go share this with everybody, mm-hmm. okay. When um, Martin Luther, uh, yeah, Martin Luther King Jr. died, um, MLK, when he died, okay, nobody was like, uh, you know, we need to stop this movement. Now he's mm. dead. Okay, no, the movement continued forward. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: when Jesus died, everybody stopped. Okay, because they're like, wait a second, he built this whole thing on himself, and now he's dead. Yeah, there's nothing for us to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, they all went and hid. Okay. Mm-hmm. And if you know the story, Jesus died, they buried him, and there's a time where they had to rest. But in the morning when they could start doing some work, is where I'm going to pass it off to Sarah because this is her yes. favorite. Okay, but but we believe something happened, and this is and this is the thing is that I can't stress this enough before Sarah gets here, and even if you know where we're going to go, just just hang with us and hear this because this is why this is good news. Because here's the thing. If there's just this random baby that was born, okay, and yeah, he did some cool things, and yeah, maybe he did some miracles or not, I don't really know if I believe them and stuff, and yeah, he said we need to love people like he loves us, I don't even know what that means, and then he's dead, okay, none of this is good news, okay, if he's dead, I'm telling you, like, there's nothing to celebrate in four days, Mm -hmm. there's nothing to do, like, stop listening to this podcast, (laughs) don't Don't ever talk to us again, (laughs) like, like, there's, I can't even stress it enough that if he died, after everything he said, it is just pointless and yeah. stupid. Something would have had to happen. Yeah. And what happened is that this woman, Mary, not his mom, but That's Mary right. Magdalene, um, who was also somebody that nobody respected, goes to the tomb where he's buried because she wants to honor the body. They didn't have time to do it. And what happened, Sarah? So... <laughs> I love the story so much. So Mary goes to the tomb early and Jesus appears to Mary and says, uh, he was dead. Remember? Yes. <laughs> he was hold dead. up. They you knew. hold up. I kind of skipped over. Yeah. <laughs> He's dead. So she like appears. Jeez. <laughs> I'm so excited guys. Yeah. I'm just jumping ahead of myself. So Mary goes to the tomb and Jesus's body isn't in the tomb. And she's like kind of, freaked out she's like what's happening where'd jesus go where'd they put him 
and Jesus because they know he's dead because they yes. stabbed him with a spear as well. <laughs> yes, okay. like it is, they saw it, him. It is he known was, he was dead. He was dead, dead. Um, and so she's actually going to the tomb to like put spices and things on his like a proper on burial. His body. Yes, like a proper burial. Proper, properly bury him. But his body's not there, so she's all freaked out, and she's like, "Where'd they put him? Where'd they put him?" And then she's like outside of the tomb. And Jesus appears to her and she's like visibly upset. She's like crying. And Jesus is like, why are you upset? Like, it's me. <laughs> and she- it actually says, too, that Mary thought he was a gardener. Yeah. 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 Okay. Like, like there's she was not expecting. this. Yeah. She's like, uh, what do you mean? It's you. <laughs> she's like, Jesus. She like, I can just picture her like going up to Jesus, giving him this like giant hug. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is like, don't like cry. Don't be upset. I'm here. And then this is my favorite part because Jesus tells her, go tell the boys I'm up. Go, <laughs> go tell everyone that what I said happened actually happened. And so Jesus tells Mary Magdalene to be the very first person to tell everyone that he had rose from the dead, which is what he had said that would happen mm-hmm. actually happened. And he entrusted to Mary Magdalene to tell everyone. And I just think going, we've said this so many times, but that just the intentionality behind Jesus telling Mary Magdalene as the very first person that he had rose from the dead and giving her this good news to share with people like that's, it's just, is so crazy to me. <laughs> like it's so good. It is. And, and the reason that is good news is that everything else we've said and pointed to we actually are invited in to live that way then. Mm-hmm. We are invited that we can humble ourselves and we can help other people. We can love other people. Like We can actually do that. The invitation is valid mm-hmm. if Jesus isn't dead. Okay? And 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 if he <laughs> shows that he has power over that. It's, again, I want, uh, and I'm going to go to you next, but like I want to share like some of why we have confidence in that. Mm-hmm. Because like, because it's a big thing to say, like, oh, I believe Jesus was born and he died. Okay, like that's pretty normal, but came back to life. Like that's a big <laughs> yeah. thing to believe. Yeah. And and I hope I'm not still in yours with this, but the fact that again, these stories that we read this from, mm-hmm. um, like they were all written after. Like nobody, there's not a journalist falling <laughs> around. Like oh, what's up? And then Mary went. These are all stories being told after. Right. And the very first piece of just like, just evidence that points to this actually happened is that it's a bold claim like we said to say somebody rose from the dead it's even a bolder claim to say that the first person to do it was this woman okay Mm -hmm. because i'm telling you we've covered this so many times (laughs) in that culture you wouldn't do that okay like you would not okay listen like let's say a man was there so it was valid okay that (laughs) was the culture they lived in Mm -hmm. okay mary let's change his name to mark (laughs) yeah we're gonna make a story of let's make it a dude so that everybody believe believe right right why would you say pick a woman? Oh, a woman that a lot of people didn't really respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, why would we say that she was the one that first talked to Jesus and then went and told everybody? Mm-hmm. The only reason you would say that is if that's what happened. Right. And 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 I just like and there's so many other things like that. Uh, Emma, we've said a lot, and you haven't had a chance to talk for a minute. Okay. You can reflect on all this yeah. wherever you want to go. I I love that story as well. I think it's so good. And like you said, like looking historically at the context of everything that's a big part of why i believe in this story because again like why would they make like 
it just <laughs> nothing makes like it makes sense but it doesn't make sense like everything that jesus did makes perfect sense to us looking back from like a thirty thousand foot view somewhat but like if you look at the specific things in that culture like it was just did not make sense that he did mm-hmm. these things or that it was recorded this way and so i think honestly i think one of my favorite parts of the story of Mary Magdalene is the little bit before when she gets Peter and the Mm -hmm. other disciple to go to the tomb. So if you don't know the entire story, Peter was kind of like, he was part of Jesus's friends, but he was like one of the best friends. Like it was Mm -hmm. him and a couple of them. Um, And he was always asking Jesus. He was kind of like the leader of the friends. Like he was always asking questions and just kind of like causing problems, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, That's why he's my favorite. (laughs) And so when Jesus like is predicting his death and all this stuff that's going to happen, Peter's kind of like, I would never leave you like all this stuff. And Jesus is like, just kidding. Oh, just so you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he's just like playing like this tough kind of yeah. card. Like I would never leave you and be by your side, like all this stuff. And Jesus is like, well, just so you know, like you're going to de- deny me three times and like whatever, which like is recorded that it happened that Peter denied jesus three times that he knew him and all this stuff mm-hmm. which before you go on uh-huh. again just pointing things out that you wouldn't do if you're making a story up yeah okay you're not gonna make up the part where you mm-hmm. the leader look, look like, like, the like bad an guy. idiot yeah. okay all right like yeah like, uh i denied jesus in front of a middle school girl okay. so right. <laughs> like, like you would you would skip over that part okay mm-hmm. and i know that's true because you've made up stories before and you've you make mm-hmm. yourself look better. Right. You don't make yourself look okay. bad. That's yeah. what you do when you lie. It's yeah. true today as it was back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so he actually li- does it. So he actually denies him. And so then we kind of get like the Jesus dies. The three, like three days happen. He's in the tomb. And so there's this little part how you said Mary went to the tomb and saw that Jesus' body wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And so she went to get Peter and the other mm-hmm. disciples. So Jesus had the chance to like appear to a man, <laughs> two men specifically, but didn't. But didn't, yeah. and like still, ch- like he, it just, yeah. It again, like why would you tell us that? Like again, mm-hmm. it, nothing. It makes. I mean, it kind of makes Peter look bad, but like it just shows that the little intentional parts of it that, yeah, like Jesus had, like <laughs> again, <laughs> Peter denied him all this stuff. So like maybe it was kind of like petty, like well, why would I show up? But like yeah. also this is one of his friends and all like Peter was one of his go-to guys. Mm-hmm. And so yes, Peter denied him all this stuff. That's true. But Peter still ran to the tomb when Mary was like, Hey, the body's missing. Like, what do mm-hmm. we do? Peter was one that ran to check it out and was like, the body's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just went home. Cause yeah. he was like, well, what do we do now? Like, mm-hmm. I think, right. it, I think it was almost that excitement of like, Oh, maybe he said what he, what he said is true. Yeah. Yeah. But then he's like, Oh, but I don't know where he is. Yeah. And so yeah. he went home. And yeah. then you just still showed up to Mary first. And it's yeah. just, I love that little, and, and little part. Yeah. And even when Mary first tells the disciples, yeah. it literally says that they didn't believe her at first. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like if you were making this story up, you'd be like, oh yeah, we believed Mary right away. And we were like, yeah, Mary, we told you so. Like, <laughs> yeah. we just let huh, you go there you. first. Like, yeah. like, thanks for letting us know. We already knew that. Like, no, it says they didn't believe her. Like yes. if you were making this up, like you would not say that because yeah. then eventually they did see Jesus and they believed, but at first they didn't <laughs> believe her. Even Thomas with how he actually physically yeah. had to, there's just so many things that like, 
that Again, you wouldn't say. They're no. just, no, I, don't, I don't want to, I feel kind of bad of being like, it makes the disciples look bad. Like it makes his friends kind no, of look it bad, does. but it does. <laughs> so oh, why would does. I be like, oh, by the way, remember this time I like fell down the stairs and all this stuff. And like, I, that's not the first thing I'm going to tell people. Right. Like mm-hmm. if I'm trying to prove something, like if I'm ever in mm-hmm. court, I'm not going to be like, oh yeah, I did this and all this. That's horrible. Like you're going to try to sell yourself. But here the disciples 100%. are just right. being like, Oh yeah, I doubted him. Um, I had to do all this stuff, or I denied him and had to do all this stuff. Like, yeah. it just it doesn't make sense that they would tell these stories right. this way. Yep. So it, there's got to be something that it's true, then, right? Yep. I mean, it is a uh, this is nerd kind of nerd alert nerd level stuff that like when when scholars do evaluate ancient ancient texts, this is one of the standards they pay attention yeah. to. That like does the writer humiliate himself mm-hmm. or herself? It's usually a he, though. Uh, but, uh, again, pointing back to the time. Uh, but does the writer humiliate himself? Because, he, and and to the degree that they do, it lends towards, and I know it doesn't fully prove it, but mm-hmm. it does lend towards, this is probably accurate yeah. if the writer's humiliating mm-hmm. himself. And so that's the standard that even scholars use. Mm-hmm. I talk about this all day. Yeah, I want to hit on two more really quick okay. ones and then wrap up with, like, how all this stuff does impact you. Because, because. Mm-hmm. Again, the context of all this stuff is Jesus did all these amazing things. Mm-hmm. He invites us to love people like he did, and then he died. <laughs> but then we think, no, he actually r- came back to life. And w- two really quick reasons why I really <laughs> believe that he came back to life is we've talked about Peter. The The ending of Peter's story is, you know, Peter denies him. Okay, And again, he's someone <laughs> and, that's pretty low in uh, society as well, as a side note. He's a yep, fisherman, yeah. so he's kind of like, eh. Yeah. And and then, you know, he then believes, he then has time with Jesus, mm-hmm. they get reconciled, mm-hmm. Jesus leads. But here's the thing, is that the same guy who was scared of a middle school girl, as you yep. pointed out, that's one of the people that Peter denied knowing <laughs> Jesus to, this Peter stood in front of the very people that ordered Jesus' death mm-hmm. a month or two later yep. and said, you're wrong, you killed Jesus, say you're sorry. <laughs> Where did this boldness come, going from being scared of a middle school girl mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. To this extreme boldness. And he's very open about how silly he was, to your point, Emma. Where did the boldness Mm -hmm. come from? And I can only think of one thing. If you eat breakfast with Jesus, okay, (laughs) after you saw him dead, you'd be pretty freaking (laughs) bold, okay? All right? Then my... I don't... See, all of them are my favorite. I was going to say they're my favorite, but I don't know. But then the other one is, is that... If you have a sibling, okay? Oh, this one's so this good. This one hits home so much. Uh-huh. Jesus' siblings didn't believe that he was actually the son of God like Jesus said he was or he was the Messiah. And I'm sure that they were sad to see their brother die. <laughs> Murdered. But there is also probably part of them like, yeah, well, you know, and I'm sure they probably didn't want to say this out loud, but they're like, well, you're right. He, he can't be the son of God and be dead, mm-hmm. okay? And so... It is so important to stress this that Jesus' brothers didn't believe that he was who he said he was. Mm -hmm. But then something happened. Mm -hmm. Something so significant happened that two of his brothers that we know of, James and Jude, Mm -hmm. okay, referred to themselves as the servant Mm -hmm. of their Lord Jesus Christ. If you have a sibling, (laughs) you know that. What would it take for you to address your sibling? As Lord. As Lord. And <laughs> yourself as their servant. Nothing. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely nothing would make me do that. I have two younger brothers. I'm the oldest. If anybody's calling anybody <laughs> Lord, it's me. Okay. You guys call me Lord. Okay. 
But yet we see two of his brothers do this. Mm-hmm. They write letters to other people, and in the way they address their letters, they say, I, James, and I, Jude, the servant of my Lord Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. a.k.a. their freaking brother. Mm-hmm. Okay, yep. And I'm just telling you, if you're a sibling, you know this and you get this, that the only way for that to happen for you to go from not believing to believing to that level, mm-hmm. yes. something significant mm-hmm. had to happen, yeah. and it's not just a made-up story. Mm-hmm. Right. You, a made-up story is not enough, okay? <laughs> Especially when the made-up story that you're invited into and that you're telling everybody is to love like he did, which is to sacrifice and be put other mm-hmm. people first mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And so why is all this good news? It's good news because Jesus invited you, invited mm-hmm. me mm-hmm. into a full life and he modeled it. He pointed towards it and then he died and nobody believed it. Mm-hmm. But then when he came back to life, he punctuated that it was good news <laughs> and that he had the power to do it. Yep. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. I and it the is chills. freaking <laughs> best news in the world. And it is so sad to me that, that, We miss it for numerous reasons we've Mm -hmm. covered through this series. But the thing that I hope you consider this Christmas season is that it is not just good news. It is the best news because Mm -hmm. if it's true, okay, which we will unpack later in future episodes. But if it's true, then the thing is, my friend, your value comes from the fact that you are a son or daughter of God. Mm -hmm. Not what society says about you. Not about how much money you have. Not how much power you have. Not what your GPA is. No. (laughs) Your value comes that you are the son or daughter of a living God and that your heavenly father loves you and adores you. That is good news. And and when we celebrate, that is what we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. That all of humanity is that son or daughter mm-hmm. of God mm-hmm. and that he loves and adores you. And that's the best flipping news I can think of. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to follow that. That was so good. Oh, it makes me so happy. It does. And, 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 you know, and, and listen, I, I clearly, I really believe that I'm <laughs> super passionate about it, but I also, I understand for people out there. Yes. This is not the way it's always been presented. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, sometimes it's presented as bad news because it's like, I mean, we've talked about it extensively. Sometimes this same message, and I don't know how, but the same message is used to put you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a woman. Jesus was a man. So you got to do what I say because I'm a man. That's dumb logic. So I understand it's not always presented this way. Yeah. But I hope what this series has done is there to open up that maybe, just maybe, this is good news. Mm-hmm. We're celebrating for the whole world. Yeah. I don't know if we got anything else to <laughs> no, say. I think we got to end on that. That's <laughs> so good. It is. It really oh. is. Like going back to what we talked about at the very beginning of the series, how like when the angels first appeared, they said it was good news of great joy for all people. Like mm-hmm. this is why. This, <laughs> this is why. This is why. Yeah. This is why you are loved <laughs> by our heavenly Father, who loves and adores you. Amen. Well. <laughs> On that, we are so thankful that you're you're listening to this podcast. If you want to follow up with us on anything, uh, you're wrestling with it, you have questions, you disagree, we'd love to have those conversations. You know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of our info is in our description. Hit us up on social media. And uh, I think we can all do it in unison this time. But for the Christmas season, we hope that you guys stay Stay awesome. awesome. (laughs) See you, friends. Merry Christmas.